Greetings everyone, welcome to episode 154 of The Glow, in the most beautiful location here in Italy on Lake Maggiore. This is where we've had our seven day retreat. I can't fathom a more spectacular healing transformational location to have a retreat. And this certainly was that. It was a really powerful for everyone involved. It was um, just a space that opened up the authenticity of who we really are and allows us to express it in the world. We had the lake down below. There's beautiful gardens down here. This is where we would sit, uh, have our circle, maybe more like a, a rectangle. It's where we'd have our rectangle each uh, morning and evening. You can see a boat out on the water there in the distance. We would have uh, dinner, breakfast, and lunch over on this table there in the corner. Just be careful not to go too far. I don't want to lose the Wi-Fi. And in here, in this space here, we would do um, yoga. Uh, we've had some other exercises there as well. So that was an open space for yoga and different exercises and uh, just really coming off a real a real high you know what does it mean to be high what does it mean to get high you know is it is it something that's up or down is it low is it high as opposed to low low as opposed to high it's sort of like when you're really enmeshed immersed Moment. When you're really immersed in the moment, when you're really immersed in who you really are, and you really feel like you can be the authenticity of who you are, be your true self, be the be the the, the unlimited potentiality of who you really and truly are. And then something emerges, you know, something emerges from that space that's been that's been locked down, that's been trapped, that's been that feels like it's been um, suffocating. So you start to breathe. You start to do some yoga, get in the body, move the body. You start to do some meditation. You start to find that stillness, that essence, that spaciousness, that silence, that infinite self that transcends all that comes or goes, arises and falls, appears and disappears. Every thought, every emotion, every experience is transitory, but you are unchanging essence, the ever-present I am, that which is always here, that which is ever-present, that which is always the case. That's who and what you are. Welcome everyone. When you're entering, please share where you're from. You hit the how, the, the wow button or the how button. I don't think there's a how button, but there is a wow button. There's a smiley face. There's a heart button. There's all kinds of things to get involved. There's, you can ask questions anytime. You can, you can uh, share insights, share reflections. This is episode 154 of The Glow. 154. That means there was 153 episodes before this to check out and tune into. Some really great guests we've had the last few months. And this one I'm riding solo. Just me today, just me today, and I'm excited about it. There's a different sort of energy that comes in when it's just me, when I'm interviewing or interacting or conversating, dialoguing with someone else. There's a, there's a flow that's beautiful, uh, so there's exchange, but um, it tends to be a little bit more meditative. I can kind of pace, bring a certain pacing into being here when it's just me directing the energy. Welcome, Jessica. Welcome, Martin. Welcome, Tracy. Welcome, Andriana. Welcome everybody, thanks for being here. I'm gonna share with you uh, a lot today. I'm gonna share with you where we've been, what we've been doing, where we're going, stories from where we've been, stories from, from what's happening this past week, stories from where we're going in the future, stories that are really gonna blow your mind, you know? Stories that are really gonna like, be like, wow, is that possible? 
And the answer is yes, it's possible. You know, anything is possible. Anything is possible. That's, that's the, if there's anything that you realize, it's like this is a world of infinite possibility. This is a universe of infinite possibility. And when you recognize who you really are, who you really are is a universe of infinite possibility. You recognize yourself as that which transcends any and all limiting belief systems. That which transcends any and all limiting belief systems. That means if you just if you notice a limiting belief system, that means it's not you. If you notice a limiting belief system, that means it's not you. If you notice a limiting belief system, that means it's not you. No matter where it is, you notice it, it's not you. And it's a reflection of who you are, but it's not the infinite essence of who you are. Now, what is a limiting belief? What is a limiting belief? People are surprised often when I inform them that every belief is a limiting belief. Every single belief is a limiting belief. Whether it's a belief that you're smart or a belief that you're stupid or a belief that you're strong or a belief that you're weak, every belief is a limiting belief. So who are you? Who are you really? You are that which is beyond belief. You are that which is inspired beyond belief. I am that which is inspired beyond belief. I am that which is inspired beyond belief. Next time someone says to you, who are you? You can say to them, I am that which is inspired beyond belief. Next time you go to like a cocktail party, you know, and someone says, Tell me what you do. You can say, I am that which is inspired beyond belief. And see how they respond to that. It'd be a good way to start a conversation, get some, get some interesting dialogue going with somebody. I am that which is inspired beyond belief. That means any belief, no matter how great, no matter how vast, no matter how long it stretches vertically or horizontally, is limiting. Every belief is limiting belief. I am that which is inspired beyond belief. Inspired beyond belief. I am inspired beyond belief. Inspired means to breathe in. To breathe in. When you breathe in, what are you doing? You're, 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 you're breathing in the intelligence of this moment. Welcome to my precious, beloved friend, Mr. John Stringer. Thank you so much for being here. He was uh, such a great part of... Uh, so many retreats that I've done, been such a great part and will be such a great part of so many retreats that I've done. And uh, he was mentioned, Anna, our host here, we want to have John Stringer come. So great to see you here, John. Thanks for being here. Welcome to Annie. Annie's been uh, such a huge source of what we've done at this retreat. Um, there's this like incredible flow that's happening together with us now. The dynamic duo, the the uh, partners in shine. So for so long, I was like, you know, riding solo and, and offering these retreats. And there was a part that I knew that was uh, missing that wasn't quite totally there. Um, and I would try to bring it in uh, as best I could in different ways, having different people as guests, having different people come in and offer different activities, exercises. Um, and what that was and what that is, is the, the embodiment component the component of embodiment and the component of the feminine. Embodiment and the feminine. So to embrace all that is, to love all that is, when you have a retreat and that's the invitation is to embrace all that is and to love all that is as a representation of yourself, you want to expose people, you want to invite people to taste all that is. You know, so you want to you want to invite people, expose people to the masculine. You want to expose people to the feminine. You want to expose people to their minds, to thinking, to inquiring, to logic, to rationality, to an analysis. And you want to invite them to their hearts. You want to invite them to their feelings. You want to invite them to their emotions. You want to invite them to their bodies. You want to invite them to the sensations in their bodies, the feelings in their bodies. Most importantly. Above anything else, we want to invite you to the moment. We want to invite you to the moment. What is in the moment? What is here in this moment right now? The answer 
you may find surprising. What is here in this moment right now? Everything. Everything is here in this moment right now. The entire universe is here in this moment right now. All that is, is here in this moment right now. Welcome to Ali Shibar. Thank you so much for being here. Ali was a guest maybe a couple months ago now, so you can tune into the archives and and uh, check her out. That was a great uh, dialogue we had about a number of wonderful things, current events and, and events in the past. So anything is, is everything and everything is here right now, right? So when you start to be present, you're gonna access the universe, right? You're gonna access all the aspects of yourself, all the parts of yourself. And when I say all the parts of yourself and all the aspects of yourself, every part of yourself is a part of a reflection of everything you're encountering around you, everything you see, everything you hear, everything you touch, everything that you encounter, everything that you experience is a reflection of yourself. So all these parts of yourself. So we wanna give you an experience where you, you're experiencing the full range, the full totality of life, and you can embrace all these parts of yourself and be in a sense of love and peace and freedom with all these parts of yourself, and then you become a fully integrated human being. And then there's a sense of being at rest, of being at ease, of being at rest and being at ease in this moment with whatever is arising an unconditional relationship with the moment. I call it an unconditional relationship with this moment. So there's a lot of talk about unconditional love, right? I want to be in a space. Of, I want to be unconditionally loved. I want you to unconditionally love me. I want to unconditionally love you, but I don't know how, right? So what is the root of unconditional love? The root of unconditional love is this moment. Malta, welcome Sarah Scary from Malta. Thanks for being here. Everyone else, you know, I'd love to hear where you're from and, uh, well, that's all I really want to hear right now is where you're from and then any kind of comments or questions related to what I'm sharing. If I don't always get it in the moment, I, sc I scroll back and look at it and check it out. And there's also people that are tuning in later on iTunes and SoundCloud and YouTube. Welcome everyone. It's such a blessing to, to have you here and sharing this co-creative energy together. It's a co-creative uh, experience. And on some level, it's a co-creative experiment. It's a co-creative exploration. It's a co-creative adventure. Each moment being co-created together, moment by moment by moment, by moment, by moment. So in this moment, there's this access to all that is, to everything that is, right? And there's, there's, there's the potential to be a fully integrated human being by being in a state of unconditional love with this moment. Now that sounds overwhelming. That sounds like, oh my gosh, how can I be in an unconditional state of love with everything? It's too much. Everything? That's overwhelming, right? Until you realize that this moment is actually very simple. You know, I'm sitting here in a chair. I'm looking into a phone. I'm saying the words that come to me in this moment. You know, I'm just present with this moment. I'm in an unconditional state of love with this moment, with what's arising in this moment. This moment is simple. And actually this moment is always simple. It's when we create anxiety about the future, worry about the future, holding on to traumas from the past, that this moment becomes difficult. But this moment itself is simple. Yeah, I can love this moment. Just sitting here, talking to a phone, talking to beautiful people, you know, from around the world. Yeah, I love this moment, right? And the moments are generally like 99% of the day is very simple moments. You know, this idea that we have lives that are filled with, you know, crazy action and violence. For, for most of us, it's just not the case. You know, if anything, we're bored. I mean, most people that you encounter in the Western world, they're bored. You know, they, they need more action. So this idea that we have this like drama-filled, action-packed, violent, you know, we're, we're, we're avoiding bullets, you know, it's just, it's just not the case. So the wars that we're fighting, for most of us watching this, are inside ourselves, you know. There are some people that are in war-torn 
places in the world and we have compassion for them, you know, we hold them in our hearts. But for most of us, the wars are internal, you know, we're fighting battles inside ourselves. And, and when we recognize that and realize that, we can be at peace with the way the mind is moving, with the way it's... We use the example of uh, clouds in the infinite blue sky, right? I'm gonna show you this again for some of you coming in later. Um, I'm learning how to kind of navigate this. So if you look out here, you can see the clouds in the sky. You know, the clouds moving through this infinite blue sky, right? And so the clouds, they rise and they fall, they come and they go, they appear and disappear. The clouds are like your emotions, your thoughts, your physical sensations, your experiences. All the thing, everything that arises is temporary. You know, all this is temporary. Your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions, your experiences are temporary, right? You are the infinite blue sky. You are the infinite blue sky. You are that which is ever present, right? And what's appearing and disappearing is temporary. So when you recognize that everything that you're noticing is temporary, you recognize and realize that everything you're noticing is temporary, and you recognize that who you really are is that which is ever present, the, the awareness, the spaciousness, the silence, the stillness of which all arises and falls, appears and disappears. There's a sense of deep peace. There's a sense of freedom. There's a sense of love. There's a sense of empowerment that transcends happiness or sadness, that transcends pleasure or pain. All these things come and go, appear and disappear, but they don't affect the essence of who we are. And that's where we discover our freedom. That's where we discover our peace. That's where we discover our harmony. That's where we discover the way to be in the flow of the moment, to be alive in the flow of the moment. So that was where, um, for those that missed the beginning, that was where, well, this is where, we did our retreat, our seven-day retreat. And it was really a phenomenal experience, really a beautiful experience, and really big transformations that took place here and continue to take place and manifest afterwards. So it's been a real blessing. Um, so I'm going to tell you about some things that are coming up and some things that have happened and some opportunities ahead. And I'm just going to check the, um, the messages before we get into the second part here. We are all one in love beyond everything, says Tracy from Australia. That is true. I agree. Who else is? The flow state. Exactly. Hamza says the flow state. That's exactly right. Andriana joining us from Thailand. Danielle from Canada. Sarah from Malta, as I said. Great. So what's been happening is we've been on a journey that really started in America, that really started, we took a cross-country trip from, cross-country trip from uh, North Dakota to Pennsylvania, and also before that, a trip from Asheville to Pennsylvania. So on that road trip, we saw a lot and um, got exposed to um, different kinds of people, different, different um, types of people, you know, in America, there's this thing of like the red states and the blue states and the, the liberals and the conservatives and this, this whole thing, you know, dividing people in these two different types. So again, this has happened to me before, but once again, I was able to be in places, be in um, communities, be in um, experiences that were from people from people who are considered liberal, people who are considered, considered conservative, people who are considered red, people are considered blue. And I find that beyond these ideas or these beliefs, first of all, the beliefs aren't even that as different as we might think. There, I think there's a lot of parallels that, that connect underneath the surface of what people really want. Um, 
but there's something that's, that's, there's an essential essence that's the same in all people. You know, there's something that is the same, the same essence in all people. And beyond these superficial differences that we get caught in these beliefs, fantastic beliefs, I'm this, so you're that, and you're this, so I'm that, and I'm good, and you're bad, you know, all these, this separation, there's something in us that's the same, you know, and I find that generally speaking on the, on the whole people, wherever I go, people are kind, they care about their families, they are um, just trying to do their best, you know, just trying to do their best and, and generally like, just generally humble, um, living um, in, a, in a way that's very, mm, like kind of gracious, I'm not sure what the word is, but there's a sense of like, um, I wanna say simplicity, but sometimes people take that word and make it into something negative, but I actually mean it something positive. In other words, like there's a lot of space, there's a lot of spaciousness there. There's a lot of spaciousness. There's like a simplicity of being with what is that I find with people, you know, in all different walks of life and all different places. There's, there's, there's something in us that is the same. And when you recognize that in yourself, you can easily recognize it in anyone and everyone. And you don't get so caught up in like, oh, this belief, you believe this and I believe that and you watch this channel and I watch that channel and you voted for this person, I voted for that person. Who cares? Who cares? What difference does it make? They're here, you're here in this moment, right? Two human beings, two spirits, two spiritual beings, one in the same essence, beyond the belief differences, beyond the idea differences, beyond the concept, conceptual differences, right? So if we start to go beyond that, which is what these retreats, what happens in these retreats is there's a sense of like, people who are strangers, view themselves as strangers, coming together and falling in love with each other. You know, I don't mean in a sexual romantic way. I mean, in a sense of spiritual, a sense of, you know, falling in love with the heart of each other, with the spirit of each other, with the essence of each other. And this is, this is, this is because when you start to relax into who you really are, you're able to see the other person as who you really are as well. Right. And then the, the surface stuff is just sort of play. It's just sort of, it's like waves on the surface, you know, but deeper underneath is where we get into the essence of who we really are. We, we're in a state of love. And we're only in a state of love and we're only in a state of unconditional love when we love truly, wholly, fully and deeply who we are. Not the story of who we are, not the ideas we're attached to who we are. All that needs to be exploded and I'm good at doing that. So stick around and I'll blow all that shit out of your, blow it all out. But who you really are, who are you really? Who are you really? Not the ideas, not the stories, not the beliefs, not the concepts, not the philosophies, not all the books you read, none of that. I, I don't, I'm not interested. I don't care about any of that. Who are you really? Tell me who you really are. You'll never be able to tell me who you really are. And I'll never be able to tell you who I really am, right? Because whatever I say is a concept, is an idea, is an ideology. So when we relax and rest into realizing what we call self-realization, spiritual awakening, enlightenment, all these words are just more concepts. But when we, when we go behind that and we recognize who we really are, then we can see and recognize who, any, who everyone else really is. Right? Everyone. Everyone. It's like this pristine, absolute clarity pristine, absolute clarity. And it's not difficult to understand. If you're trying to understand what I'm saying, you're already going the wrong direction. If you're trying to calculate what I'm saying, you're already going the wrong direction. It's not difficult to understand. It's now, now, it's right now, 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 now. It's always now, it's always now, it's always now, it's always now, it's always now. It's never not right now. It's now, 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 now. It's always right now. Welcome to Phyllis from South. Carolina, thanks for being here, Phyllis, Phyllis. And so you're in the moment, you're in the moment, you're in the moment, you're in the moment in the absolute sense and your moment in the relative sense. So in the absolute sense, there's a space where nothing's ever changing, nothing ever happens, nothing ever will happen, nothing ever has happened, and that's you. People don't like sometimes when I tell you, you are nothing, zero, nothing, no thing. There was a lot of resistance to that the first day, when I started sharing that here at the retreat, it's like, 
You are nothing. What? Me? Nothing? Certainly I am something. Certainly I am something. Right? But I don't mean nothing like you are less than something or you are below something or you are uh, in, in a, in a um, lower than or less than or higher than. We call this non-dual realization, non-dual awakening, right? So no thing means in Buddhism they call it the emptiness, the vastness, the infinite, the spaciousness. Uh, Eckhart Tolle calls it the stillness, the silence. You are that which is free of content. You are that which is unchanging. You are that which is ever-present. You are this pristine awareness. That's who you are. And then in the relative sense, the relative truth is that which is always changing in the world of form. So this world of form, this essence is always changing. So who are you right now? Right now I'm happy. Who are you right now? Right now I'm sad. Who are you right now? Right now I'm afraid. Who are you right now? Right now I'm cold. Who are you right now? Right now I'm hot. Who are you right now? Right now I'm hungry. Who are you right now? See, it's always changing. It's always changing. It's always changing. So life is never boring. It's impossible for life to be boring when you're in the moment. When you're in the moment, life is never boring because there's always something happening. And who are you? You are that which no thing ever happens. So you're no, you're that which no thing ever happens in which somehow through some miracle, something's always happening. You are that of which no thing ever happens in which through some miracle, something is always happening. Something's happening right now. Something's happening right now. How fun that something's happening. It's like every moment's like a miracle. Every moment's like a, like magic. You don't need to understand with the mind. You don't need to comprehend. You don't need to figure it out. Every moment, something's happening. Every moment, something's happening. Every moment, something's happening. What's happening? I don't know. What's happening? So there's a sense of, there's a sense of inquiry. Not just what's happening, but what's going to happen next. This is really fascinating because people want to know what's going to happen next. A sense of knowing what's going to happen next. There's some sort of illusion of, of, of safety, some sort of illusion of control, some sort of illusion of, of comfort, some sort of illusion of um, everything is going to be okay. Right? Well, let's just look honestly and be real and be truthful with each other and say, None of us have any clue at all what's going to happen next. What if you just got really honest with yourself and said, I really don't know what's going to happen next. I don't mean next week. I don't mean next month. I don't mean next year. I don't mean in 10 years. I mean in the next millisecond. Nobody knows what's going to happen next. Nobody. Nobody. No one knows what's going to happen next. Right? What if you really got honest, which is the truth, and say, I really don't know what's going to happen next. I really don't know what's going to happen next. I actually have no idea what's going to happen next. What if we just got truthful and honest in that reality? What happens? This retreat was called Peace and the Passion, which is funny because I actually never really talked about it directly, those two words. But this is where the passion arises. Exactly. This is where the excitement arises. The excitement arises in not knowing what's going to happen next. It doesn't happen in knowing what's going to happen next. If you knew everything that was going to happen the rest of your life, it would be like being dead. It would be like being dull. It would be, it would be, it's, there's, there's, there's a deadening quality. And in fact, people that think they know, they don't actually know, but people who think they know everything that's going to happen in their future, there's, there's, a, there's like a deadening, dull, and this is generally, unfortunately, older people who've, who've lived a long time, and because they've lived so long, they think they know what's going to happen in the future because of all the things they've seen in the past. You don't see a, a young child, like a four-year-old, that thinks they, you know, you might see a teenager, for sure, that thinks they know everything, but a young child has this innocence consciousness, you know, like, looks around. That's why children can be such an inspiration for this point of living in a state of wonder, living in a state of amazement, living in a state of not needing to know. Not needing to know makes you more intelligent, not less intelligent. Not needing to know makes you more intelligent and not less intelligent. Anytime you live in the truth, anytime you live in the truth, it makes you more intelligent, not less intelligent. And the truth is you don't know what's gonna happen next. So this truth, 
this truth makes you more intelligent. It makes you, it makes you uh, more creative. It makes you, it makes you um, bring more artistry into what you're doing, what's happening, what's alive. It brings a creative energy into the moment because now you're alive, you're present, you're engaged, you're here, you're now. And take a deep breath. Let's all take a couple deep breaths together. Just inhale. Exhale. Inhale. Exhale. And inhale. And exhale. All right, let's get break. Just let all that digest for a moment. Let it, let it simmer. Let it uh, filter through the system. So I'm gonna tell you a couple fun stories uh, that have happened recently and that are happening in the future. You're welcome, Danielle. And then uh, we can, if anyone has any questions or comments, we'll go from there and then we'll We'll close it out for the, the day, night, morning, wherever you are. So first I shared this, by the way, I'm doing a travel blog. So um, when I have a chance, I'm writing some reflections from this journey. So oh, I didn't even tell you, I only got to North Dakota. I didn't even tell you about the Europe part yet. Um, I'm having, I'm sharing reflections from this journey. And um, so you can, you can follow the travel blog too. Um, but I'll just give you some some brief points here and now, because we always want to be in the here and now, right? For those that haven't read what I wrote there. Um, so anyway, just kind of kind of briefly going through and kind of touching on some some points more quickly. Um, we took a plane to Europe with a stopover in Iceland, and what was amazing about this, the the, the primary thing that was amazing was we left at sunset. And because of the direction we're traveling and because of the time of year, there was this perpetual sunset for hours, right? So the sun just kept setting and setting and setting and setting and setting and setting for hours. And then the most amazing thing happens, it, it kind of just dips below the surface and then it starts coming back up, rising. And it never actually got dark. So we ended up having like 48 hours of daylight and land in Iceland, and Iceland's like 4.30 a.m. in the morning, and it's sun, sun high in the sky, bright sun high in the sky, Every, everybody's active in the airport. Um, and Iceland is, is a place we definitely wanna delve more into. There's something really magical about the quality of the landscape there, the quality of the light, the way it comes in at this angle, the people, the just the energy there is just really uh, alive and electric. So we've been wanting to delve more into that, that that uh, that land, that culture, um, and that will happen. And then we went to Sweden. In Sweden, they have 21 hours of daylight, 21 hours of daylight a day when we, when, while we were there. So it gets not even fully dark, but like kind of dark between 11 p.m. and 2 a.m. The rest of the day, it's this bright sunshine. It's about 70 degrees Fahrenheit. I think that maybe is like 20 degrees Celsius. Basically like perfect perfect body temperature in the daytime. So um, we are. We had a miscommunication about our about where we we're staying. So we we used a, a site called Couchsurfing.com at the last moment, and uh, we we had a guy named Mike uh, who uh, reached out to us and offered us to stay. And so um, we we take a uh, we take a someone picked us up in a car, a shuttle. We take a shuttle to this house. And he's not there, and he says, oh, come on in, here's the key, you can come in. And uh, he's very, very, very kind, very generous. You can use my car if you need it, I'll make dinner for you tonight. Um, so it starts to become clear that this is not by mistake, that we end up staying with Mike. There's a, there's a synchronicity that's happening here, right? Mike had never really explored anything spiritual, um, but he starts inquiring and he says, I'm interested in meditation. I'm interested in learning meditation. Will you teach me meditation, talking to me? 
And I say yes. So I teach him his, I, I sit with him. We do a guided meditation together. We sat for about an hour. And at the end, he opens his eyes. And I say, what was that experience like for you? And he's kind of like, you know, he's just quiet and he's just present. And he says, I've never realized that wall was so white. The color of that wall, I cannot believe how white it is. And in a, a few words, he basically summed up everything that is the intention of meditation. It's kind of like meditation is sort of like um, cleaning the slate. It's like you're cleaning, you're cleansing the, the lens, you know, so you can see clearly. You're, so you can, you can have that clear, clear seeing in the moment, you know. But when we start to be weighed down by the worries and anxieties and traumas and worry and all this stuff, right, then there's the, the, the lens becomes clouded. So there's some, there's some way, there's a, there's a practice to clean the, clean the lens, you know, clean the mirror, so to speak. So there's a, so you can see clearly. And when you start to see clearly, when you have this innocence consciousness, it's like, wow, the colors, you know, the first thing you start to notice is the colors, like how vibrant everything is, how alive everything is, the fragrances, you know, the, the smells, the, the sounds, right? Everything is just, it's astonishingly beautiful and sometimes painful, right? But there's a beauty to that too, right? Sometimes things are sad, but there's a beauty to that too. So there's, a, there's, there's an aliveness and this depth of stillness at the same time. This depth of stillness and this passion of aliveness is paradoxically are one and the same. So he's experiencing that. He's telling me in the next couple of days that, you know, things are opening, things are happening since the meditation. We're doing a retreat in Sweden, which is why we came there. So we came for this two-day retreat in Sweden. He says, I want to go to your retreat. So we say, okay, you can come to our retreat. So he drives, takes us to the retreat. I'm going to get this water a second. Thank you for that. He takes us to this retreat. All right, yeah, and then we, it's in Stockholm, Sweden, which, by the way, is a really top, top of the top-of-the-line city. I can say a lot about the, the politics of what I've learned of like being in Sweden and Scandinavia and the way they run things and how they got it going down. I guess I just did. They got it going on. It's, it's like really, it's like you see how something can be really well run. You know, everywhere has its positives and negatives. Everywhere has its, its ups and downs. I'm not saying it's a, by any means a place that's perfect or has, doesn't have any flaws or can't improve. But um, definitely we were impressed by certain things that the way things run in this really efficient, high-end streamlined, organized manner was very, uh, and, and just really clean, clean, pure energy there. So, um, so he comes to the retreat. He had been telling us that he was suffering from depression and actually that he was having um, some suicidal thoughts recently. So, and then in the opening circle, he, in a very vulnerable way, he shares this, you know, he shares to the group, th these truths that have been happening for him. And one of the things that he was telling me is that he, he was feeling like numb to life. He was feeling numb to life. He didn't, there was no sense of feeling. There was nothing that was there. And it was really, this was part of his depression, you know? And so the first day, he doesn't look good at all. He's... He's kind of like contorted. He's like in this, he's kind of like sitting like this almost like, you know, like this is how he's sitting. And um, it kind of gets worse. It's sort of, sort of, sort of becoming worse in the day, but he's not, you know, he's quiet, not saying much. I'm just observing the energy, right? Very, 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 um, uh, yeah, just quiet, not, not many words. And so then there's a, there's a space to reflect and he speaks. And what he says is essentially, uh, we did this exercise and um, I just felt this intense sadness, you know, and he was actually crying at times during this exercise. It was a, it was a, um, a dance, ecstatic dance movement session. And, um, 
so he talks about this intense sadness, you know. And I say to him, well, this is great. This is fantastic. You've been telling me all week that you have no feelings, that you're numb to everything, and all you want to do is feel more alive. Well, congratulations. Now you're feeling something. Not only are you feeling something, you tell me you're feeling something really intense. This is a tremendous breakthrough. So he, he starts to light up. He starts to get it. Oh yeah, I did. I did. That was my intention. That was my prayer. That was what I asked for was to feel something. And now I'm feeling something. So what are you going to feel? What you're going to feel is usually the first thing you're going to feel when you've been numb, when you've been suppressing feelings. What are you going to feel? Usually the first thing you're going to feel is what? The feeling you've been suppressing. That's what you're going to feel. And you're going to feel it intensely, especially if you've been pushing it down for years, decades, months, weeks. You're going to feel it full on, right? You've been, you've, been, you've been suppressing sadness. You've been pushing it down. Feel it. Now, comes out intense, right? But that's good. That's great. That's fantastic. You're, the energy's moving. It's been stuck. You've been stuck. Energy's stuck. You're stuck. What are you? You're energy, right? So you're energy in motion. So there's this, all we really want to do is get the energy moving, get the energy flowing. I don't care what it looks like. I'm not, it doesn't matter. But the fact that the energy is moving, that's what I'm interested in. Is energy moving or is it stuck? Is it moving or is it stuck? Are you flowing or are you stuck? Right? If you're flowing, if you're moving, one of the ways it can come out is sadness. One of the ways it can come out is intense sadness. And so the energy moves. So when I reflected this to him, he realized, oh, he's actually getting what he wants. He actually is getting what he asked for. Right? It's actually coming into being. And so then, it's only a two-day retreat. By the second day, there's such a lighter, his energy is so light. His energy, in his physical presence, his energy is light, like something was released. You know, like a, like a burden was lifted off his back. You know, that's, that's the way I would describe it metaphorically. Right? So when you move the energy and you release it, you are light. Right? There's a song coming to my consciousness. I am light, I am light. Who sings that song? Someone can, someone type in who sings that song. I can picture her face and her hair, the dreads, but I can't think of her name. I am light, I am light. That's the chorus. We'll post it, the YouTube link there and there later. But enlightenment, right? Enlightenment, you can interpret as light, like uh, luminous, like light as opposed to dark. But you can also look at it as light as opposed to heavy, right? In a lot of, in a lot of ways, that's actually the better way to look at it. Like you're carrying the burdens of the future. You're carrying the anxiety of the future. You're carrying the worries of the future. You're carrying the traumas of the past. You're carrying the people you want to get back at it, people you want to get revenge on, the people you want to, you know? And then when you recognize who you really are, there's a lightness of being. There's a lightness of being. India Ari. Thank you, John Stringer. Thank you. Who I believe is from Atlanta. Thank you, sir. India Ari. Yes, I am light. India Ari. So there is this, this lightness that was, that, that was, and it was, he was a real inspiration for everybody that was present, you know, because everyone could see his transformation. There's a bumblebee who somehow has entered this premises. This is a closed space. How did that happen? Hold on, let me see if I can open this door and maybe the bumblebee will go out that way. So, live Facebook, what can you do? Bumblebee, sometimes you get attacked by. Um, so, there's a sense of lightness, right? And his inspiration, his transformation was inspirational to everybody. Everyone else had their own movement, but you could really see this, this transformation in this person in two days, you know? Yes, my theory is that a bee won't sting unless it's provoked. That is my theory. So we're gonna test that very strongly right now because he's like kind of at the, uh-oh. Uh he's on my foot. He's resting on my foot. 
They're, if I scream, that means I got stung. This theory is going to be tested very strongly right now. He's about, he's where the ankle is, he's resting on my foot. And I think something is starting to hurt. I'm not sure. I can't tell. He's just sitting there. I don't know if it's a bee. It might be something not that's not a bee. But oh yeah, he's definitely doing something to me that hurts. For sure. Something he's doing is hurting. And it's just like on my ankle. It's kind of taken away from the show, so I'm gonna try to get him off. Come on, I'm trying to do a show. Get out of here. Okay. Sorry, violence shouldn't happen on you know on the middle of the show, but so you gotta defend yourself sometimes. He's now he's back there and he's just sitting there. So I don't know if he'll he'll come back again. Like, what do you guys think? Do you guys feel like my personal feeling is like self-defense, sometimes you have to defend yourself. And you need to do what what's required to defend yourself. That's my personal feeling. So you can share what you feel about that in the comments. Okay. So we're in Sweden and and um and this this I, I, I tell how it ended and how he opened up and this inspiration happened, right? So then we came to Italy and we did the seven day retreat here. And um it was really, really just you know, the beauty of this place. Um, the mat, just the quality, the energy here, just unbelievable, you know, really incredible. And, um, the open, the way that the way people came in and the way they opened and the way they just, and having a week together, that's, that was another realization for me of the sense of this week of having this whole time together. So usually we do treats that are, you know, in, in Stockholm, it was two days in, um, you know, sometimes we do three days, sometimes we do four days. Occasionally I've done five days, but having this seven day retreat, you know, you just really, you go, you go deeper. I mean, and, um, there's a, there's potential for more to open and the potential for more to be explored. So that was really powerful. I think that B is dead. He's just kind of laying there. I think I killed the B. Every ending is a new beginning, you know? You know, every ending is a new beginning. Uh oh, now he's back. He's flying. It's definitely a bee for sure. He's going out that way. Hold on. Let's see if we can get. He's right at the door. Now he's out, I think. Okay, the bee's alive. He's out that door. I'm alive. I don't feel any real pain in the ankle. So everything's good. So this, there's some bees here. There's some bumblebees, but generally there's like just beautiful nature all around. And I appreciate the bees too. They give us honey. They provide sweet, the sweet taste, you know, we can put on uh, different foods. Yeah. He's a blessing for sure. Everything has its lesson. Everything has its opportunity to learn and grow and expand. Okay, so the last thing I want to do is I want to share a couple of things that are coming up. Some amazing stories I want to share with you. Really, really amazing stories. So stay tuned, okay? I haven't shared this to the, to the, to the larger public yet. So I've shared it with some friends, but um, particularly this last story, I haven't shared to the public yet. So we're going to Venice, Italy for about five days, which is amazing. Uh, one of the most beautiful places in the world. And then we're going to Istanbul, Turkey for one night for, for the first time for the first time. And there's a client I used to work with that um, is, uh, is there and is going to, is going to host us and show us around. So that's really exciting. And then we're going to Egypt for the first time. We're going to, uh, we're landing in Cairo, Egypt, and we're going to see the pyramids. We're going to go to the pyramids, and um, we'll see what else arises. There's there's the potential. What's being worked on is us is us uh, going to a yoga studio in Egypt and teaching meditation and yoga and some and some teachings there. So that'll be really awesome if that comes into being. 
it's not it will come into being next time. Uh, but uh, the host there, whose name is Omnia, is working on that right now. Now, I want to tell you about Omnia, okay? I want to tell you about Omnia. So Omnia is another person who was a client of mine off and on for years. And I was having a session. She's, she's, a, she's um, how do I say, like she, th these sessions are confidential, but she's allowed me to share this with you. That's the way She's allowed me to share this with you. So we're having a session and Omnia is kind of disappointed, you know? She's like, you know, there's, you know, my question I like that, so anything's possible, what do you want to create? If anything's possible, what do you want to create? So Omnia says, um, she's, she's, she's in a spate of like, you know, kind of feeling kind of stuck. You know, I'm in this country, I'm in this culture, and you don't understand like how it is. And, you know, there's things, I really want to travel, but I can't, I can't travel. You know, I'm stuck here and the way this is, this is the way it's going to be for me. You know, I really want to just like travel the world and see different places and experience different things. But for me, it's not possible, you know, in the culture that I'm in and the government, the way the government is, you know, it's not possible, right? So I'm sitting with this. So it's one thing to feel like you're limiting, you have, you're limited because of your own beliefs. It's another thing to feel like you're limited because of a cultural situation, you know, the situation of the nation that you're in and the government and all this is much larger issue to deal with, right? So I say, I say anything's possible. You know, I know you feel that. I understand the situation. I understand where you're at. But things can change, you know, and things will change, you know, nothing is, nothing is the same forever. There's, there, there's a way you just have to like feel into it, like just trust it, believe in yourself, confidence, you know, like hold that vision, hold that vision, hold that vision, you know, and it will happen, you know, I promise you it will happen. So she says, okay, you know, she says, okay, you know, I don't know if it was like a total confidence, okay, but it was like, all right, so hold that vision, we hold that vision, we hold that vision. Maybe a year passes, two year passes, three years pass. One day, I wake up and I tune into the news, probably in my case on the internet initially, and big headlines like, Revolution in Egypt, revolution in Egypt, and that's like hundreds of thousands of people are on the streets, and they're going like this, and they're and they're like the the prime the, the 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 government must go, the government must go, and they're and they're like in the streets, and they're doing songs, and like and she's in it, you know, and and I'm like yes, yes, my client took down the government of Egypt, my client took down the government. I'm so excited, you know, my client took down the government of Egypt. We did it, we did it, we took down the government of Egypt. So I'm so excited and happy, you know, this is happening. And like anything is possible, you know? And then like a year or two later, we, we, we communicate, like, how are you doing? You know, what's happening? I'm traveling the world. I'm in Europe. I'm in Africa. I'm, I'm all over the place. Life is great. I'm, 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 I'm seeing different places I've never seen before. It's like this whole thing opened up, you know? And it's like anything is possible. Anything is possible. Anything is possible, you know, just like hold that in your heart. Anything is possible, including government revolutions, you know, it's all possible. It's all possible. We just hold that vision. What do we want to create? And be mindful, you know, be mindful of the sense of limitation. Be mindful of the sense of limitation. And miracles are happening all the time. Things that you never would have expected, you never would have even comprehended were possible, they happen, right? Speaking of this next story, speaking of things that you never thought were possible or could comprehend, we need to hear this story. So, quite a few years ago, I get a message from a guy, Sopia is his name. I remember his name. I couldn't remember his name right today. Sopia, just because it's an unusual name for me. So, I get a message from Sopia. Sopia says, I want you to be my life coach. Okay, you know, so I check out his, his uh, profile and he's a Maasai warrior from Kenya. 
a Maasai warrior from Kenya. So we get into like a little bit more of an exchange. So I start to realize that, okay, I don't think, I don't think he really understands what he's asking for fully as far as what I do and what I offer. But he starts telling me more about his life. And he starts to share that I'm the only one that was trained in computers in my tribe. Um, every so often I, I travel into the city, I use the internet cafe and I, and I use the computer, you know, and I'm the only one that's literate and educated in this way. And so then it evolves in him telling me, I want you to come to my people and teach my people. Right. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, really. I want you to come and like, come to my, come to my tribe, the Maasai, the Maasai Mara, it's called the Maasai Mara. I want you to come and like work with my people. I'm like, really? He's like, really? So that opportunity has been sitting there for, for quite a few, maybe like five years. And I've like, you know, there's a couple of times I thought maybe I'd do it, maybe, but it's just, it's, it's obviously a big adventure, you know? Um, so it hasn't happened. And I've been in communication with him uh, more in a more in-depth way recently. And it really seems like it's going to happen. I really think it's going to happen this coming month in July. It feels like we're going to, we're going to do it. Andy and I, we're going to go for it. We're going to go to Kenya. We're going to find it in Nairobi and we're going to go to the Maasai Mara and we're going to teach them yoga and meditation and spiritual awakening. And they're going to teach us way more than we're going to teach them is what I said. They're going to teach us way more than we're going to teach them. So it's going to be a really phenomenal experience. Now this isn't confirmed a hundred percent, but me talking about it now, obviously is like putting, <laughs> putting it out there that uh, there's a good chance it could happen. feels good enough that I'm sharing it. And, um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, what we want to do is like, this is a really special, um, experience, right? So just try to get as much as we can documented and filmed and audio and video. And, and I don't know, I don't think we'll have very much internet access while we're there, but just enough that we get a lot that we can share it. Um, and just really share the experience with you. So it's, it's really fun to share this with people with different cultures and different places and see how they respond and how they react. And I mean, in this situation, Italy, um, it was mostly women from Belgium, Belgium and France and the Netherlands, you know, and it just, just the cultural differences and how people respond. It's very, really, it, it, I learn a lot in the process. You know, I learn a lot in the process and it helps me to bring back to, or bring forward to people, um, the things that I'm learning. So that's what's happening coming up potentially, right? Cause we, what did I say earlier? What's going to happen next? Nobody actually really knows, but this is the sense of what could happen next. Right. So I think that's all I got for now. Anyone have any questions, comments, jokes, riddles, anything you want to share? Any, anyone, anyone being stung by bumblebees, wasps, hornets? Let's just sit for a moment, you know, just sit in some presence, just sit in this presence for a moment. Really appreciate you all being here. I really appreciate the people that come on live. I really appreciate the energy of the live interaction. I appreciate the people that come on and watch on the replay. By the way, John Stringer was a guest on here too, as was Eileen. So you can, if you look in the archives, you can see my, my uh, episode with John as well on here. Yeah. And uh, I was doing this every Tuesday at 11.30 a.m. Eastern, and it's just kind of evolving while we're traveling. So apparently it's on Friday right now, and we'll see what happens next week. So... Thanks for being here. Love and appreciate you all so much. Check out the links on the bottom to ways to plug in deeper, including the silent retreat. Really excited about this silent retreat that we're doing end of August. 
in uh, Gainesville, Florida. Um, so check that out. Still some space left to register. It's a four-day retreat. Love you too. I love all of you. And also there's a New Year's retreat that we're doing with John Stringer uh, in the same place. Four days, I think. Uh, New Year's retreat, which was really awesome last year. So Andy will be there too. Andy's, you know, we, we're kind of doing everything together now. She's a, we're like the dynamic duo. So all these retreats, she'll be there. It's funny, I was talking to Omnia and uh, we, we set up a meeting with Omnia last night. Omnia, the woman from Egypt, to talk to her. And I say, I'm happy to tell you that Annie's on the call too. And Omnia's like, oh, great. I'm more excited to meet Annie than I am to meet you. And I thought that was uh, funny. You know, and I'm like, you're, you're becoming a real celebrity, Annie. I'm making you a star. And uh, I can totally understand why someone would be really excited to meet her and more excited to meet me. She's definitely more beautiful than I am. So that's totally understandable to me. And uh, India, am I coming to India? We are talking to someone about doing a, a retreat in Goa. So if that's something that you're interested in helping us make happen, then, uh, then let me know. Um, and I'll put you in contact with the person there and we can see if they can get that going. But yeah, there is, there is conversation about things that happening in Goa, also Oroville. So we just got to kind of get it over the hump in India. We're like close, you know, it's like close, but it just hasn't clicked in yet. But we are talking about that. Yeah, I love India. India is the people, the teachers of India have been a tremendous inspiration to me. So, all right. I'm out. See you in the next now.